and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. This morning, I'm excited to have Raquel uh, come and speak this morning. And you know, one thing as a parent, one of the greatest blessings, if not the greatest blessing, is not that my child would come up here and speak, but it's that they have a relationship with their God, with our Lord. Amen? Amen. And that doesn't mean just coming to church. Anybody can come to church. But what I'm talking about is having a relationship with God, calling on Him, praying to Him, telling Him about your hurts, your struggles, your passions. That's what we do as believers, right? All of us do that. That's called a personal relationship with God. And I've seen that in my children. I've seen that in Raquel, my my youngest, my baby. She has a personal relationship. If you've never walked into her room, which I doubt many of you have, but she kind of has like a scene from the war room. In that prayer closet, there's little stickies. and, And on her mirrors, on her closet mirrors, she has all these scriptures written down that are important to her. And different verses and... And that's not because we tell her to do that. Mom and dad don't tell her to do that. She does that out of her heart because she feels led to that. She's the one that tells me, Dad, Dad, can we go hear Joyce Meyer? Dad, Dad, can we go hear, uh, what's her name, Havila? There's another woman speaker. Her name is Havila Cunnington. Cunnington. And she's a great speaker, and she loves to hear the Word of God. Um, She's just a chip off of my... Shoulder there, right? Because I love to hear the Word of God. I, I tune in the radio and hear that any day over the over uh, a Giants game, a 49er game. I, I do that constantly. But that's the greatest joy that it can bring to my heart is to have her following her passion. And she's only 16 years old, following her passion, still learning, still growing. But that should show us that. You know, God has a passion, a gift for each of you. Amen. And if you haven't yet tapped into that, ask him to show you what that is. Amen. 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 So this morning, why don't you give a big hand as Raquel comes up to bring us the word this morning. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I love you, too. All right. I'm ready to bring the word to you this morning. All right. Does everybody have a handout? Just to make sure, if you don't have one, please raise your hand. Um, but today we're going to be—I'm going to be speaking on three keys to answered prayer, and this kind of goes with the theme of um, prayer that Pastor Rick has been talking about for the past several weeks. He last week he talked on persistence of prayer. If you were here, how to be persistent in prayer, and so this morning I'm going to be speaking on three keys to answered prayer. So if you'll turn to me to the book of Luke, um, Luke 11, 5 through 10, um, we're going to read a verse in that book. Just give me one minute. All right, in, in Luke 11, 5 through 10, uh, this is when right after Jesus was with the disciples and he showed them how to pray. The disciples were asking Jesus, okay, how do we pray? Give us an example. So Uh, Jesus said what's known as the Lord's Prayer, which Pastor Rick has also talked about. And so right after that, it says in verse 5, 
Then Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you went to your friend's house very late at night and said to him, A friend of mine has come into town to visit me, but I have nothing for him to eat. Please give me three loaves of bread. Your friend inside the house answers, Go away, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you the bread now. I tell you, maybe friendship is not enough to make him get up and give you the bread, but he will surely get up to give you what you need if you continue to ask. So I tell you, continue to ask and God will give to you. Continue to search and you will find. Continue to knock and the door will be open for you. Yes, whoever continues to ask will receive. Whoever continues to look will find. And whoever continues to knock will have the door open for them. Let's pray this morning before we start. Father God, we come before you and I pray that you just open our hearts to receive the word that you have for us, Father God. I pray that your spirit would move in here and that we'd feel it so strongly, God, that you would just touch every person here, every person who has a need, every person who has an unanswered prayer request, Lord, that you would just reveal to them through your word this morning, Father God, that you, you're there for them, Lord, that you do have an answer, Father God. I pray that you make it clear what that is, Father God. I just pray that you have your way in everyone's heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So on your handout, there's a spot for you to write uh, the three points. Point number one is ask. The first key to an answered prayer is to ask. Um, In Luke 11, verse 9, this is the NIV version, it says, And I say to you, ask. Um, Some people might not or think... How do I put this? Let let me back up. So if you want an answered prayer, you need to ask. Now, I'm not giving you this and saying, if you do these three things, God's right away going to say, here you go, here you go. He's not a genie. He doesn't work like that. Uh, Pastor Anna was talking about that this morning. But if you do these things, it will show you where God's directing you. Sometimes God will give us an answer. Well, he always gives us an answer, and sometimes it's not the one we're looking for, right? God will tell you no, maybe, or yes. And sometimes you don't want to hear that at the moment, so you'll just keep thinking, God hasn't answered me yet. God hasn't answered me yet. But the first point in in any answered prayer is to ask God. You have to make your request known to him. And some people might think, well, in the Bible, doesn't it say that God already knows what we need before we ask him. So what's the point of asking him if he already knows it? That is true. It does say that in Matthew 6, verses 8. um, When we we ask God, when we pray, we're inviting him into our hearts. We're saying, Lord, I have a need for you. Um, I can't do this on my own, Lord. I need you to help me in this certain area that other... If you... If you didn't exist, then I'd have nowhere to turn to. And so it's kind of saying, Lord, I need you. You're all I got in this moment. And so um, it's a relationship. Having Talking with God is a relationship. Just like you have a relationship with your friend, with your husband, with your coworkers. It's, it's a relationship. And what's a relationship without communication, right? Well, right. Any, any good relationship has, has to have communication. Yeah. And point number two is to have faith. You need to declare that what you prayed for is yours, or as my mom likes me to tell, tell the truth and shame the devil. That's what she likes me to say. But um, in Mark 11, verses 22 through 24, it says, Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, 
Go throw yourselves into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So, um, a few years ago, we had moved from our house in Napa. I think around five years ago, we moved to a, a smaller house. So this was my first time ever moving. I would say I was like 10 Maybe maybe 11 or so, but um, we were, it was kind of funny how God worked everything out to where we're here today, but we had no idea that we were going to be in American Canyon yet, and so it was kind of, for me, it was just like a, a shock, like, okay, um, it was a big downsize from our house before, but um, after, I think, a few months of living in that house, Um, my dad came to me and then my mom came to me and my sister and he said, we feel that God's called us to uh, preach in the Church of American Canyon, not the Church of American Canyon. And so he said, we're going to be the head pastors of that um, starting the following Sunday. And so a few months went by after we, we started coming to this church regularly and we began to find a need for a house because we wanted to be able to have Bible studies and invite everybody over, but it's kind of hard to do that when you're all the way in Napa. So we came up with this list, and I remember the day we, we wrote this. We all sat down around in our kitchen, and one by one we just started naming things. What do you want in a house? So we first presented our request to God. We asked him, and then we wrote down this list right here. And we have this, I think, in my dad's office at our house. But I'll read you the things um, that we asked for. It says, we want a godly house. We either want it in American Canyon or Vallejo. We want a safe neighborhood, a quiet residential neighborhood. We want four bedrooms, two bathrooms, an updated spacious kitchen, a big backyard for our dog with a dog run, RV access to church trailer, a fireplace, and we wanted it to be um, close to a park or just a park nearby for our dog and where we can walk him. And so, three years, we were praying for this right here, three years. And that was um, really long. I mean, living in that house, it was 900 square feet. And my dad's in my mom's room right here. And then me and my sister had to share a room. And then, you know, we have the dog. And so, it was pretty cramped for a, a while. And um, we just had faith. We, we kept praying for this and praying for this, and God answered. If you've seen our house, you can see how God answered our prayer. And even though it felt like, um, it felt like a long time, we just had faith, and we just started declaring. We um, looked at Mark eleven twenty two. It says, have faith in God. We had faith in God. And I mean, I'm not saying that every day you're going to say, okay, well... Um, I believe God's going to do this. I believe God's going to do this. Sometimes after a while, you kind of start doubting yourself and saying, okay, God, why haven't you done this? Why haven't, or Brother Ed's case, why haven't you healed me yet? I mean, I don't know if those thoughts ever came across, but Brother Ed is a true example of faith. When I think of faith, I think of Brother Ed and Sister Betty and how God answered, even though you're praying and praying and God heals you. And so after you ask, you have to have faith. You, you have to start believing that God's going to do the impossible for you. Because if you don't have faith, then you don't have, you don't have nothing. 
You need to start declaring those things out loud because the devil's going to come right behind you and say, well, look, you think God's real? He hasn't answered this. He hasn't answered this. He hasn't answered this. You say, you need to tell the devil maybe he hasn't answered that, but he's sure done much more over here. He's done much more over there, and he's done much more over there. And so after we wrote the list, Three years later, we got our home, and we love it, and now we're able to share it with everybody else. Um, But there's also another story in the Bible that came to mind when talking about faith. It was in the book of Genesis. There's a story about a man named Abraham and his wife, Sarah, and they had been asking God for a while for um, a child, and Years and years and years passed by, and years and years and years passed by, and they still hadn't had a child. And so they decided to take matters into their own hands. Um, Sarah said, well, why don't you go sleep with one of our servants? That way you can have a child through her. And so instead of trusting the Lord's plan and having faith in what God specifically told Abraham, they took matters into their own hands, and they said, well, if God hasn't done it now, then maybe we should just do it on our own. And so... He ended up having a child with a servant instead of listening to God. And then he came to God and he, you know, he repented. He said, Lord, I'm sorry. And, but God still chose to honor his request. God still was faithful to the promise he gave Abraham. He said, even though you decided to take your own matters, even though you decided to do things your own way, I'm going to still bless you because you're my child no matter what. And so they ended up giving him a son when they were both around 90 years old. 90. Okay. They probably weren't imagining it happening that late, but I mean... God was just faithful. You have to keep persisting in your prayers and asking God and saying, you know, mm -hmm. yes, yes, he does. But um, you just have to, you have to keep pushing in. Things aren't going to happen just like that. Maybe God's saying, how bad do you want this? How bad are you willing to work for this? How bad do you, show me how bad do you want it? You have to keep persisting in all your prayers. You have to have faith. And our last point this morning is, as I was talking about, is to be persistent. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourselves to prayer. God is specifically saying, you need to spend time praying with me every morning. You need to spend time bringing your requests to me, making them known, and just having faith. One of the things I think I learned throughout um, the whole house situation is that is just to have faith, you know? Things aren't going to come easy when you ask for them. Um, sometimes God might give you something right away, and sometimes God may say, no, this isn't the time. You may not see the whole picture, but just trust and know that I'm God, and I see the whole picture, and what I have for you in the future is better than giving it to you right now, even though you cannot understand. Having faith is walking into a situation blind and saying, Lord, I trust you no matter what, and I believe that what your word says is true, and so I'm going to take what I know and just hold on to it, because that's all I got. What else can you do? You don't want to take matters into your own hands, because then things just get worse. You see that throughout the Bible with people just going their own way. I mean, we all do that. We all go our own way, and we all think this is better, but in the end, it's not. So you have to be persistent. Our persistence is an expression of our faith that God will answer our prayers, right? Sometimes we can grow tired of praying for the same thing, as I keep saying, because 
Years will pass by, years will pass by. Um, I believe Pastor um, Steve Napa, he was praying for someone. He's, I don't really remember the story, but he was praying for someone for years and years, I think, to come to know the Lord. And so he said like 10 years passed by, 15 years, but he didn't give up hope. He started praying and praying, and I believe that man um, came to know the Lord. And that was just a story of that no matter how long you're waiting for something, God will answer your request. You just need to ask, you need to have faith, and you need to be persistent in whatever you're praying for this morning. And I want to end with a quote by George Mueller. It says, It is the common temptation of Satan to make us give up the reading of the word in prayer when our enjoyment is gone. As if it were no use to read the scripture when we, were, when we do not enjoy them. As if it were no use to pray when we have no spirit of prayer. The truth is that in order to enjoy the word, we ought to continue to read it. And the way to obtain a spirit of prayer is to continue praying. The less we read the word of God, the less we desire to read it. And the less we pray, the less we desire to pray. So the, the moral of the whole thing is sometimes you're not going to feel like praying in the morning. Sometimes you're not going to feel like reading the Word of God. Sometimes you're going to say, Lord, I got a lot of other things that I need to do today. I just don't have time. But has God ever told you, I don't have time for you? Has God ever said, well, you know what, Raquel? Not today. I'm kind of busy with everybody else. Brenda over here, I need to go help Brenda right now. Or uh, Pastor Rick, I know I need to go help him right now. No, God's never said that to you. God's never said, oh, I'll just take a break. Maybe I won't go to the cross. Can you imagine that? So, so why do we need it? Why should we, you know, not be persistent and not, not give the Lord time? Because he clearly has given us the whole world. He's given us all the time in the world. Um, but we just need to continue to ask, have faith, and be persistent. So before we pass it off to Pastor Rick, I'm going to end up in a prayer this morning. Father God, we thank you for just loving us this morning and reminding us that even though sometimes it may be confusing as to why you haven't answered a specific request, God, I pray that you just give us peace, that we would continue to read your word and that you would just open up our eyes and open up our hearts to see that in your time it'll all work out, God, that you have a better plan for us than we ever thought, God, that our child will come to know the Lord, Father God that our marriage will be healed, Father God, that we will have kids, Lord, that anything, uh, we won't have, we'll have a new job, God, anything that we're asking, Lord, I pray that you just give everybody peace to know that in your time, it will work, God, and I just thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Why don't you give her a big hand this morning? One of the things I did want to point out too, not only did she uh, prep this sermon on her own, I didn't help her with any, not a minute of it, but she also did the PowerPoint, she also did the songs uh, on the PowerPoint, so she did all this, you know, and she's done that every time she's gotten the opportunity to speak, and I just want to continue to encourage her to develop that gift that she has within her, amen? Amen. And here's the great news about about those three points that, that she said. They're not hard. All of us need to ask. All of us need to have faith and, and so forth. 
And it's a continual process. The Bible says, and I love the scripture in First Thessalonians where it says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago. How, how do we do that? You, you may ask. And do I have to be constantly on my knees? No, that's not what it's saying. It's being in a spirit of prayer. You're here, obviously, it's natural to pray here in church, but it should be natural to pray when you're driving down on Highway Amen. 80, Highway 29, wherever you're at, and you see that homeless person. If you can't go help them by giving them some food, then say a prayer for them. Amen? Amen. Being in that mode of prayer, when you see that person uh, as you're looking at social media that's having an issue, pray for them. When you read some news of, about uh, the, this mother who tragically crashed her car in Petaluma River and two of her kids died this past week. How many heard that story? Pray for that family. And that was the second time that happened in Petaluma, I think, or in Sonoma County uh, in the last couple of weeks. So very tragic. We say a prayer for those people. So that's what it means to be in a spirit of prayer. Pray without ceasing. And, and again, we don't get our, our, our needs met unless we get on our knees. we got to get on our knees. Uh, we're closing out our, our prayer series this week. Uh, the last four weeks we've been talking about prayer. And again, if you don't have a prayer closet, like that video clip that we saw... If you don't have a regular place where you pray, won't you find a place beginning today, maybe beginning tomorrow? But why wait till tomorrow? Don't, don't do what we say in, as uh, Hispanics. Mañana, mañana. No, do it today. Do it today, right? Have that prayer closet today. The Lord wants to talk to you. The Lord wants you to tell Him, how are you feeling? You know, when I, when I talked to my mom this morning, I said, how are you feeling? Why don't you say that to the Lord? Why don't you tell Him, Lord, how are you feeling? Do you know that the Lord feels as well? Not just you. Have you ever asked the Lord that? We're always so preoccupied with telling Him how we feel, how, what struggles we're going through. Have you ever said, Lord, how are you feeling today? I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to talk to Him like you talk to one another. Amen? That's what a personal relationship is. Otherwise, we're just wasting our time coming here. We're just, we're just another club, another organization, another moose club, elks club, rotary club, whatever you want to call it. If that's how we're doing, just coming together and just sitting and, and having fellowship with one another, enjoying good food and enjoying a three-point message, and then we go home and, and, then it, and then it has no impact on our life. God forbid that should ever happen. I want you, and you've heard me say this almost every service, that when you come here, that you leave differently, that you leave transformed from the inside out. Amen? Yeah. And, and that only starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. Prayer is the basic building block, building block of, of your spiritual life. It starts with prayer. Just like your relationship, if you're married today, nudge your spouse if you're married today. It started with communication. Don't hit them now. Don't hit them. Just nudge them. All right. You can hit them later. No, I'm just kidding. I don't advocate hitting anybody. But here's the point. It started with communication with them. And now you're at a place where you've been married for 30 plus years. Over 50 plus years. My parents have been married for 58 years. 
uh, this past July. 58 years, that's incredible. Give him a hand, yes. It started with communication. It started one day when my mom took, brought him out some lemonade, I think, to my dad on a hot summer day on a ranch somewhere in Rutherford, I believe. And, and that was the communication that got them to where they're at today. Let that communication with your heavenly Father who cares for you, who desires the best for you, let that begin today. Don't wait another day. D don't say, well, I'll do that tomorrow morning. I'll do that tonight. Go home today. Begin to pray and begin to thank Him for what He's done for you, what He's doing for you. Amen? How many have seen answered prayers this year? Raise your hand. If you've seen answered prayers in your life this year, amen? How many have seen healings in their life this, this year? Amen? Amen. Look at the hands around you. That's incredible. That's a God that loves you and cares for you. Amen? He wants the best for you. You're His child. Everybody say with me, I am a child of the King. I am a child of the King. Did you hear that? Say that again one more time. I am a child of the King. You are. If you're a born again believer today, you are royalty. Whether you understand that, have ever said that or not, you are royalty. You belong to the King of Kings, the Creator of the universe and he desires to know you in an in the most utmost closest personal way and that only begins with you knocking and him opening that door and then you getting on your knees and begin to say lord i love you lord i need you lord help me to have a deeper relationship with you and it begins there and where it takes you is up to you. God wants to take you. And He wants to grow you. He wants to, to show you that He has a plan for you, right? We all know that. But again, it starts on our knees. Amen. So I'm excited about what He's doing in my children's lives, in my grandchildren's lives, in each of your lives here today. I've seen many of you here just growing and growing and growing. And I see that. And it brings great joy to my heart to see that growth. Can you imagine what it does to your heavenly father? He's, he's right now going, that's my son Wayne. That's my daughter Irene. I love them. I'm proud of them. Can I tell you about them? That's your heavenly father. That's your heavenly father, mama. He's up there going, that's my Lupe. That's my Lupita. You know, I'm proud of her. That's my Robert. Sakatani, I'm proud of him. He's a good man. He's got a good heart. And so forth. Every one of you are his children. And again, personal relationship all begins in prayer. Now you don't have to pray on your knees. You don't have to pray. Um, the Bible describes all these different positions of prayer. The point is pray. 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 It could be sitting. You may have bad knees like me. My knees hurt from, from playing baseball all those years and sliding. My knees are tore up. I, I get on my knees, it kills me. Uh, I, I have knees of an of a 81-year-old, like my dad. But, but you know what? We don't have to pray on our knees. We can pray sitting down. We can pray standing up. We can pray laying down. The position is not important. The important thing is you pray. Amen? Won't you, won't you pray with me this morning? How many have a need this morning? Raise your hand if you have a need this morning. 
If there's something that you want God to do for you, I want to, as we play this song one more time, I would just encourage you, if you want to step out and come up here to the front, I want to pray just a corporate prayer for all of you, okay? So why don't we play that song this morning and, and bow your heads with me. As you come here this morning, we're going to pray as you come up here to the front. Father God, we love you and thank you. Father, we thank you for how you love us. Lord, we thank you for your holy presence, for your Holy Spirit. How you remind us that we are your child, we are your son, daughter, here in this place today. And Father, today you see these people that are coming forward right now. You see the, the people that are here standing in this place today, Lord. And I pray that, Lord, that a desire would grow in every heart and in every person that they would put you first, number one, and that you would meet the desires of their heart. Beginning, Lord, on this side, on my left side, I pray, Lord, let your Holy Spirit just move on them, touch them, Father, today, that they may know without a shadow of a doubt, number one, that you love them, that you care for them, that you have great and mighty plans for them. Father, I pray, Lord, bring healing, bring, bring strength, bring deliverance, maybe from addictions, maybe from things that they're struggling with today. Whatever it is today, Father, I pray that you set them free this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit right now, set people free right now. In Jesus' name, Father God, we worship you. Lord, we love you and we thank you, Lord, right now, that with you all things are possible. Everybody say, all things are possible. And Lord, we believe it. We present to you our need today. Lord, we lift you up and by faith we come believing that God, you are answering prayer in the name of Jesus. You are answering prayer right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Father, right now. Lord, we lift you up. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we adore you. God, you are an answering God, a miracle working God. And Father, we thank you. For, that your precious blood was shed on the cross for each of us, Lord, so that we would have life and life abundantly. Lord, I pray that for everyone here, that they would experience life abundantly in the name of Jesus. Maybe those that are just starting out their walk with you. Maybe those that are still don't know what it is to live a life of, of being a believer. I pray, Lord, today... May you walk with them. May you lead them. May you give them wisdom, Lord, in every area of their life. Every need here today, Lord, may it be answered today in the name of Jesus, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. You are such a good, good Father, Lord, and I praise you. Lord, we praise you this morning. Lift your hands this morning, church. Just lift your hands and worship him. Worship the Lord this morning. Lord, you are worthy of our praise, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you and praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, have your way this morning, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord. Lord, transform us from the inside out. Transform us for your glory, for your honor, Lord. Transform us 
Help us to not to leave here the same, but to leave changed and transformed for your glory and for your honor, Father. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love to be in your presence here today. We love to be in your presence. There's nothing greater, greater than to be in your presence. Lord God, creator of this world, creator of this universe, here we are in your presence. And we declare our allegiance to you, our desire to more, know more of you. Lord, I pray, strengthen everyone here. And Lord, as you do that, Father, remind them that they don't walk alone, that you hear their struggles, that you walk with them, that you see their, their joy, that you see their sadness, that you see the grief, the desires they have. And Lord, remind them, Father, that you're going to carry them. At times, you are going to lift us up and carry us. You won't allow us to go through things that we cannot handle. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that precious love this morning and how you care for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father. Give him a hand clap this morning. precious Holy Spirit and Lord as, as we close now I just pray that Father you go with us that Lord that wherever the day may take us wherever tomorrow may take us for those that have the day off I pray Lord that we would put you first and Lord as we do that may the desires of our heart begin to come to pass as Lord as we put you first and we ask you by faith and Lord, you begin to answer, and you begin to answer, and you begin to answer in Jesus' name. So Father, we thank you in thank Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.